Welcome to Scaling Up, the podcast for water treaters by water treaters, where we scale up on water treatment knowledge so we don't scale up our systems. Hi, everybody. I'm Trace Blackmore. I am the host of Scaling Up, and I am delighted of all of the comments that I'm getting on the website where you guys are saying you like the show, you like the format, you like what we're talking about, and keep it coming. That means a lot to me, and I want to thank you for it. Today's show, we're going to be concentrating on being green. What the heck does that mean anyway? Being green. I think Kermit the Frog says it's not easy being green. And you know what? It's not easy being green as a water treater. Well, what the heck does it even mean to be green as a water treater? Think about what our job is. Our job is to know what's going on in the water, figure out how we can maximize that water so we don't bleed it out any sooner than we need to, and we're making sure that our heat transfer surfaces are clean. That's being green. That is making sure that the system is running as efficiently as it possibly can. I would argue that the water treatment industry was the original green movement. Before there was even a green movement, there was water treatment and water treatment's job was to be green. Now, hopefully your water that you're treating isn't green because that's a topic for another show. But we as water treaters, that's our job. It's to be green. So let's explore what that really means. When I've talked with people, especially in the water treatment industry, they kind of set up two camps. One camp says, I think being green is taking care of the planet responsibly. We only have so many natural resources. We have to make sure that we are utilizing them responsibly and we're not wasting them. So as a water treater, we do that by making sure we're not using too much water, we're not wasting too much water, and we're not using more energy than we need to. Like I said before, we're keeping those heat transfer surfaces clean so we're not using any electricity, thereby reducing our carbon footprint. All right, let's look at the other side of camp. They say... I don't believe in this stuff. There's as many resources today as there were a million years ago. So I look at green on that side of the camp as money. Hey, somebody's got to pay for that water. If we're needlessly wasting water, it's going to be more expensive to operate that system. If we're scaling up the system or if we have a bunch of dirt and debris in the system, that's going to insulate the heat that we're trying to get out of those surfaces. So somebody has to pay for that extra electricity in order to overcompensate for all that insulation that's in the system. So if your goal is to make sure that we're a responsible caretaker on this planet, or we want to make sure that our customer is paying the least amount that they have to to run that system, that's being green. So it doesn't matter. Green, you can apply either way, but the bottom line is that if you do your job properly as a water treater, you are being green. In 1993, the United States Green Building Council was founded to promote sustainability in building design, construction, and operation. They did this through the LEAD program. LEAD stands for Leadership in Energy and Environmental Design. 
and many water treaters, myself included, have decided to become credentialed within the LEED system. I personally hold my LEED AP O&M, which stands for Accredited Professional in Operations and Maintenance, specifically for existing buildings. Now, before that, I was actually a LEED Green Associate. Now, why did I do this and why do other water treaters bother to get this designation? Well, it's simple. When I work with building owners and managers, I want them to make sure that they know that I speak the same language they do when they are trying to get their building certified. I also believe, for those of you that are studying for the Certified Water Technologist Examination, that the Lead Green Associate examination and that process gets you started as a nice stepping stone on your way to becoming credentialed as a certified water technologist. Now, truth be known, there's not a lot of similarities with that test, but what it does, it gets you in the mindset of studying again, and you don't have to study as hard for it as you do the certified water technologist examination. So my tip for you is that that might be a good way to get you started on your way to the CWT. Today, I'm interviewing Charlie Cicchetti. And Charlie Cicchetti has been a friend of AWT for years. He's spoken at a couple of our conventions. And his programs are actually the ones that I teach at the technical training seminars when I do the Lee GA courses. Now, Charlie owns two companies. He owns the Green Building Education Services, which is actually the company that provides the training material that I was just speaking of. And then he also owns Sustainable Investment Group. And this is probably one of the best companies out there. They go out and they certify or help buildings get certified in LEED. He knows what he's talking about. In fact, he's told me stories that people will come to him after they've been denied something in their LEED process and Charlie, knowing what he's doing, he's going to go out there and get it fixed, and he gets those buildings certified. Charlie's going to define exactly what the LEED program is, what water treaters should be aware of when it comes to getting credentialed, and all the things that I think you're going to have questions about. Charlie is a great friend of mine, and he's agreed to come on the show. So I hope you enjoy my conversation with Charlie Cicchetti. I'm here today with Charlie Cicchetti of the Sustainable Investment Group and Green Building Services. And uh, Charlie's unique. Charlie holds every lead credential that the USGBC has to offer. Uh, and Charlie's also a great friend of mine. Charlie, uh, welcome to the Blackmore Enterprises studio. How are you today? Trace, thanks for having me. I'm doing great. And uh, this is going to be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to the conversation. Well, I'm really glad that, uh, that you're here. Uh, I did want to ask you, uh, what exactly do your companies do? Yeah, my background is construction and real estate here uh, based in Atlanta. That's where I've been most of my life. I grew up in the North Georgia Mountains. But after Georgia Tech, I went on to construction, real estate. Then I got into green buildings. And so fast forward to today, what's happened is I'm focused on lead. If you want your building stamped as a green building, you go through this rigorous process. You can design and build a new building like the new Atlanta Falcon Stadium here is going to be lead platinum. So you can do design and build it to a green standard. But we also do a lot of greening of existing buildings, and that's called LEED for existing buildings. Trace, I know we're going to get to that. A lot of uh, points on the LEED program for water treatment. 
Um, so my two companies, one of them, we do lead consulting and engineering. So we do a lot of energy audits. So that's business to business. We're really helping uh, buildings go green, get the lead certification. And then my website, gbes.com, we help people pass the lead exam so they can advance their career. And uh, it's a lot of fun. It's ever-changing, but I've been doing this now for a little over eight years between these two companies. Well, well Charlie, and uh, I don't know if our listeners know this, but Charlie's uh, website was the reason that I have my lead uh, AP O&M. It's just incredible materials. I could have not been more prepared to take that test. And uh, I, I thank you for all the work that you did there because it really prepared me to go in there and pass it on the first time. You know, a lot of our customers, Trace, uh, maybe you want to take the exam and get the letters after your name, or maybe you just want to know what's it take to be a green building. And so it's really a comprehensive program. What do we do with our site and our transportation? What do we do with our water in the restrooms? What do we do with our water in our cooling towers? What do we do with our energy and our energy efficiency and material? So even if you're not quite ready to go for the exam, the 100 question exam, you know, at least go through a lead course if it pops up. Uh, you need to know what's going on with the green building movement. Well, Charlie, we've mentioned a couple of acronyms already. One was LEED, the other was USGBC, and I'm sure we probably have a couple of listeners out there that don't know what those are. Can you give us a brief explanation about the world of, of uh, LEED and USGBC? Sure. Yeah, a lot of people trace think it's government, but it's not. The U.S. Green Building Council, it's a nonprofit based in Washington, D.C. It actually started way back in 1993. The first lead buildings came out in the year 2000. So we've got 17 years, almost 17 years worth of lead buildings out there. Lead stands for leadership and energy and environmental design. If you want a green building, you go through this process to make sure we've really crossed the T's, dotted the I's. This is a more eco-friendly building. So the USGBC, that's the U.S. Green Building Council, they invented the lead program. A lot of buildings are doing it to be marketable, to save energy, to save water to make sure that it's just a healthier building. That's one of the big upcoming uh, adjustments in the green building movement. It's not just an eco-friendly building, it's good for the environment, but how about the people in the building? So there's a big push towards wellness. Um, but yeah, LEED and the USGBC, I've chosen to make a career out of it and uh, I'm a big fan. Why should some of the listeners, some of the water treaters out there, why should becoming LEED credentialed be on their radar? Yeah, uh, it's a differentiator. Um, you know, honestly, when we work with property managers, for example, JLL or Cushman or Wakefield, sometimes they require you to have a lead professional on your staff when you're bidding on that work because it's important to them that their lead building be run efficiently. They don't want to lose lead points. They don't want to lose their certification on the building. So lead professionals, it really can help your career. You know, maybe uh, you're that in-house lead guru so uh, that makes you even more competitive there it makes your company more competitive trace i know you have a lead ap o plus m there's only 700 people in the world that have that one and i hope that's been a differentiator it really means wow they really understand more detail on these lead projects so it can help career-wise it can make your company more competitive you know but frankly it proves you're up to date on what's going on with the green building movement and with lead i will tell you that personally I know property managers that will not speak with vendors that do not have some sort of lead credential, whether it's the lead uh, GA or the lead uh, uh, AP. So uh, I've definitely experienced that firsthand. Uh, you mentioned points for water treatment. Can you can you talk about that? 
Yeah, absolutely. So about every five or six years, lead's going to update's going to raise the bar. Because if we did a lead gold building five years ago, you know what? At the time, that was pretty strict standards. But fast forward to today, we need to raise the bar or else we're not getting even better with our building performance. So uh, it used to be worth one point on an existing commercial building. If you have, you know, water treatment in place, you have to follow certain training, certain protocol, and you want to make sure that uh, we comply. That was one point. Fast forward to today, though, Trace, you can get three points. Now, that might not sound like a lot. It is. If it costs me $100,000 to put some solar panels on my building, but you as water treaters are actually already hitting these cycles, and I can get two or three, quote, free points, I'm going to do that and save the 100000 as much as we want the solar. And so it's important, um, and it's been interesting to see. And, and I know AWT as an organization really uh, helped write some of this when LEED made an update, but now water treatment is actually valued as a part of a building operations that can not only save water, but it can save energy too. Um, so yeah, I think it's a game changer. I'll be honest, a lot of people out there when it comes to a LEED project, we do a lot of work in New York City, even though we're based here in Atlanta, Georgia, we do work all over the country. You know, in New York City, you really want to make sure that <clears throat> when you're talking about your water treatment, it's not just, oh, yeah, we have water treatment, we get one lead point. It's now with the new standard, it's not just we do water treatment, we get one point. It's are we hitting the right cycles? How good, how effective is our water treatment? When you can go to a property manager and a building owner and say, look, I found two or three lead points, that's a big deal. Uh, that could be the difference between lead certified or silver or silver to gold. Um, so the nice thing is it's becoming more a part of the conversation. So it sounds like somebody really needs to have getting lead credentialed on their radar. If, if somebody chooses to do that, and it sounds like they have every reason to, to become a lead credentialed, how would they do that? Yeah, I mean, I'm a fan of helping people pass the lead green associate exam. It's a 100 question, multiple choice exam. Uh, we've got online practice tests, study material. Trace, I know you train within the AWT ecosystem on, hey, here's what you need to know about LEAD and how you would pass that exam. So you definitely want to take a course. You want to take some practice tests, but you actually go to your local testing center and you'll pass a 100-question multiple-choice exam. You know, for those listening, it's not impossible. Yeah, it's tricky. It's a little tricky. You know, why do we put a white roof on the building? Okay, you're focused on water treatment here. But the white roof, we're going to save energy. We're going to reduce the heat island effect. It's fun to read up on this. What are we doing with our buildings? How can they be more eco-friendly? But you have to pass a 100-question exam. Then you have those letters after your name. So after somebody does get those letters after their name, what are some recommendations that you can make that uh, they can market themselves? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, I mean, on your business cards, on your email signature, be proud that you have comma lead GA or lead green associate, or maybe you've gone on and you're a lead AP and you've specialized. So once you've earned those letters, business card, your email signature, your LinkedIn profile, honestly, as a company, and I, you know, we work with a lot of architects and a lot of contractors. They might have hundreds of lead APs in-house. Like we work with Turner Construction. They have over 1,500 lead APs. But when it comes to water treatment in your small and medium-sized business, it's important to say, look, we've got lead professionals on staff. So if I'm talking to, again, a property manager or a facility manager, and you really have said, look, we've got lead folks in-house. You don't have to have a lead consultant like Charlie on the project. Uh, that's going to really be making sure our water treatment is right. 
you know, what needs to happen here is we've got lead professionals. We understand the latest version of lead and we've got you covered. That just brings comfort to a property manager or facility manager. Well, you mentioned the, the latest version of lead. Can you speak around that? Yeah, every five or six years, leads get an update. We're on lead V4, lead version four. Some of you listening, you're probably working on lead projects in your various cities, mostly your class A office buildings, but not always. There's a lot of facilities doing it, a lot of owner-occupied buildings. You know, there's schools doing it. You can do lead on any of these projects. Uh, lead V4, we've really raised the bar with uh, more technical uh, side of things, uh, data. We do have to be more energy efficient more water efficient. So we want to make sure we have higher performing buildings. So if uh, somebody wanted to get uh, involved with with LEED and, and what the future product looks like, how would somebody do that? Yeah, I mean, I think one of the first steps is just to go to the usgbc.org. That's the nonprofit that invented LEED and just take, take a look at some case studies. Uh, but when it comes to what are you going to do for your career, what are you going to do for your company, uh, you definitely want to take a course, maybe just an info session. You know, I think uh, if it's okay, Trace, I've got like an hour just, hey, what is lead? What do I start? We could put that recording maybe in the notes and just make sure that people have access to that. Um, but I think you want to read up on it, understand in your market, is it important to your clients? And just ask, um, are you going to go for lead certification? Because remember, certified is for your building and accredited or a credential that's for the person but ask your clients you know are you going to go for lead have you thought about it and i think what you'll find is some of them it's very important and it would impress them if you had that credential so you mentioned that lead changes every four to five years what are some of the changes that you see coming in future leads yeah so uh you know lead it's is going all in on the data side and i think this relates here to your audience um, there's a lot of software on our buildings. We can get a lot of data out of our buildings, right? We, Trace, you and I talk KPIs, key performance indicators, data. And uh, one thing we all need to be aware of is we're trying to automate a lot of data, but in the meantime is, yeah, how many cycles are we hitting? So with what you guys are doing, we've got to report that to lead. So how do we make that a smoother process? So I think as lead continues to go through iterations, it's going to be very data heavy. Uh, how can we, you know, take that information, look at trends, and truly measure performance? Some of the early parts of lead, maybe in the early 2000s, we were like, okay, if we change out these lights, they should be this efficient. You know, but now that we actually have the back-end data, it's here's how efficient our building is compared to other buildings. Uh, it's less prescriptive, and it's actually more performance-based is uh, how lead is shifting. Separate than that, I mentioned wellness, and there's a new standard, and it's called the well building standard. It's interesting, on a lead building, we wanna have a really water efficient uh, restroom, toilets, urinals, faucets. We wanna save water, that's good for the environment. With the well building standard, it's the water quality that people are gonna be exposed to. So on that program, someone literally tests the water and uh, you're either gonna pass fail on some of those requirements. So those are the trends I see, performance and eventually wellness. Now, how do you see education changing um, for LEAD? Sure, I have a website that gets a lot of visitors every month uh, at gbes.com. We've been doing that since 2007, and we help people pass the LEAD exams, advance their career, I mentioned, and then you have to do continuing education. So with LEAD, yes, every two years, you have to do continuing education. 
how we're seeing that shift, uh, I'm very excited about. Um, instead of just a PowerPoint with a voiceover, even though we might have like this really good British accent, no, you know what? We want uh, a different format for that content. I think it's about 45% of the internet bandwidth in the United States, Trace, goes to Netflix and YouTube. So if people are already consuming that? video, let's give them video tours of a lead building. What did that Falcon Stadium do to go for lead platinum? And there's the solar and there's the materials they built out of. Honestly, podcasts like this. We're seeing a lot of uh, write-ups with blogs, video podcasts like this i want to see a time very soon we're starting to see it a little bit with the u.s green building council we're education partners that they'll approve podcasts for continuing ed because you want to meet people where they're already consuming information you don't want to force them to have to get to a computer and watch a powerpoint and log their hours you know how about we give you a video or how about we give you a podcast with some really good information here's what you're going to learn you know, two or three podcast episodes that gives you an hour or two hours worth of continuing education. Uh, it's upon us. We're doing some of that with the U.S. Green Building Council, and uh, I'm excited about that pivot. What one tip can you give our listeners today that you feel is going to help them the most in their careers? Absolutely. Um, you know, maybe you do go within your company and try to get a lead credential. We've pushed it a lot on here. Trace, you're a lead professional. I am. I hope you can. Uh, if, even if you can't do that, though, make sure you're updated on the different building certifications because there's going to come a time when you're going to need to understand what is LEED, what is WELL, what are these programs out there? Because in commercial real estate and owner-occupied facilities, which I think a lot of your listeners probably focus on, even in schools, City of Atlanta, public schools require LEED Silver on everything they do, they build and renovate. There's going to come a time when someone's going to ask, hey, have you worked on a lead project? Even if you haven't, but you say, you know what, but we're well-trained on lead and we have a lead professional, then you have a good answer for them. It's like, you know what, we don't work on a lot, but we absolutely are up to date on it. I think that's going to really help them uh, with their business and their careers. Great information. So you ready for the lightning round, the challenge question? Let's do question. it. Yeah, fire away. All right. So uh, if you could have a conversation with anybody throughout history, who would it be? And why? I listen to a lot of business books, and uh, you know, but I thought about this. I also like autobiographies, and I thought about Teddy Roosevelt. Uh, you know, he, you know, is just tenacious. I mean, talk about someone that's tough, not just physically. There's a story about him getting shot in the stomach, and then just moments later going to give a campaign speech. Literally, the guy got shot. He's bleeding. But he goes and delivers a speech off the back of the train because you would do that back then. You'd go city to city, town to town on the back of a caboose. But to be physically tough like that guy, Teddy Roosevelt, I think you got to be mentally tough. You know, hey, life's hard. Um, business is hard. And so I'd like to just have a conversation with him. He did some great things with the National Park Service. Hundreds and hundreds of thousands of acres preserved. But Teddy Roosevelt, just a uh, tough guy. All right. Uh, what's your favorite book? Uh, I don't have a just a one favorite book. Um, I really have uh, become a fan of uh, continuous improvement. That would be, if we went back to your other question, kind of career-wise, just make sure you're always curious about the certifications out there that are directly in your niche industry, water treatment, but also on your buildings. Like, what are your clients doing? But I think personally, I just continually improve, continually learn. I've got three boys, and I always, you know, I want to make sure I'm teaching them to love to learn. They'll be better students if they like to learn. 
And so continually learn. Uh, a book, you know, uh, gosh, what comes to mind? Uh, we talked about it earlier, so I'll go with this one. It's a recent release. It's called Tools of Titans. Uh, Tim Ferriss, uh, he's written several books, and uh, he also has a podcast your listeners might want to check out. But uh, it's, a, it's a great book that it's very short excerpts from all of his interviews over the last several years. And there's one in particular about him talking to Arnold Schwarzenegger about one of his early movies. And Arnold gave up some salary as an actor in that mainstream movie for some upside. And meaning if the movie did great, he would actually make a lot of money. And it did. And next thing you know, he made more money than the directors and the producers. But he was just smart. He's like, you know what? Uh, it's not always about what are you going to get up front. Is there some upside if uh, this really could pay off? So uh, Tools of Titans is a, is a good recent release I really get a lot of. Tim, right. Tim Ferriss. Well, thank you. You know, when it comes to water treatment, any final comments that you have, Charlie? You know, I've had the privilege of speaking at a few uh, AWT conventions, and I'll tell you what, I mean, great group, really impressed. Uh, you, you know, you take your niche industry, I mean, heck, green buildings is a niche industry. Sure, construction's big, real estate, commercial real estate's big, but, you know, we're talking about some smaller slivers of that. Uh, I just want to say uh, AWT was really impressed uh, the few times I got to speak there, and um and I really uh, appreciate what you're doing here, Trace, getting the word out uh, on, a, on a newer format. Uh, I don't think there's only 500,000 or so podcasts, but think about this. If you can be the voice within this industry, I think people are going to be learning. As you can tell, I, I like to teach. I teach a lot of lead classes. I love to actually teach now. Sure, I love to be a consultant and go for a lead certification on a building and work with big real estate in New York City or Atlanta or D.C., but I really love to teach. And so I think this is great. I hope the audience has really listened to this when they're driving between meetings and appointments and improving the buildings. Uh, so I, I just think uh, you're doing a great job. And uh, you know, let me know if you need anything as you're, uh, as you're doing well here on your podcast. So thanks. Well, thank you. I definitely appreciate you uh, coming here and uh, interviewing with us today. Yes, yeah, fun. One last time in case they didn't get it. Everybody's driving around. But if they wanted to learn more about getting their LEED certification, what's that website again? Yeah, probably just go to gbes.com, and uh, uh, there's some uh, frequently asked questions. There's some free resources, and uh, again, we'll hopefully put a link maybe in the show notes if uh, you get back to work and you want to click and read more later. But in the meantime, hopefully this was of value. I had a lot of fun. Thank you. All right. Well, thanks for coming. So how great was that for Charlie to join us and tell us a little bit more about the LEAD program? For those of you that are interested in getting some of the information that Charlie mentioned, I know we're out driving around servicing accounts, so don't worry about that. Go to scalinguph2o.com, go to my show notes page, and you will see every link that he mentioned is right there on the site. It's my hope that many of you will choose to get this designation, giving yourself just a little bit extra that your competitor may not have, and thereby letting your customer know that you cared enough to go out there and get an extra designation to show that you know what you're talking about when it comes to their buildings. Here's a scaling up insider's tip. Nobody else knows this except you guys. So here goes. The last couple of years, I've actually been teaching the lead program at the training seminars for AWT. For some reason, it was not very well received. So we reevaluated. We're going to try to bring programs that 
get a little bit more response. So I am not going to be training lead GA next year with AWT. Now I know what you're saying. Hey, Trace, you just had this show. You had Charlie on. You're getting us all jazzed up to get this designation. And now you're taking away our training. So what are we supposed to do? Well, don't worry because I've worked out a deal with Charlie and for all you scaling up listeners out there, he has agreed to offer a discount for you to sign up directly with his training program so you can take those classes online at your leisure. And folks, these are actually the same classes that I took in order to get my lead AP O&M. They work. He is a tremendous facilitator. He knows what's going to be on the exam. He prepares you for it. I tell you, I passed it on the first time and there is not much water treatment on it. I don't know much else besides water treatment and I was able to pass it. So that's a huge testament to his classes. So go to my website, scalinguph2o.com. You'll have all that information to go ahead and get yourself started down that journey. I hope you've enjoyed today's show. I hope you've learned something. I hope that you have a little bit extra spark inside that says, hey, what can I do to make myself a little bit better so tomorrow I'm going to be a better water treater than I was today? Thanks for joining us on Scaling Up.